Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the ASB Classic wrapped up uh, a couple of days ago and we're very lucky to be joined by former tennis pro and commentator for Sky TV who did a fabulous job uh, on the final. The tournament director for the ASB Classic, Nicholas Lamparan, has described it as nearly the perfect two weeks. Yes, the weather played ball in Auckland and we had some incredible tennis as well. Lee, thank you so much for your time and for joining us. Uh, Before we get into the actual tennis, let's go back in the day. Beaver obviously fancied himself as a bit of a tennis player, but it's his brother that you used to uh, hit the ball with. Yeah, we used to play um, juniors together a long, long time ago. Good guy, your brother. But, um, from what I recall, he was pretty easy to beat. Uh, yeah, no, he, d- he didn't have the temperament, Lee. He, uh, short wick. Still has the short wick, too. Just would lose focus in the big games. Could see it a mile away. Uh, he, he, he was a great guy and a solid player back in the day that we were juniors. Mate, what a uh, what a time of year it is here, obviously for tennis fans. Just the uh, the last couple of weeks, what have you made of it? Obviously, bit of uh, bit of a shame that they've been downgraded as far as what eligibility, as far as the big names we can get, and obviously Coco Golf winning means she can come back. But uh, apart from that side of things, uh, again, Aucklanders and New Zealanders flocking to Stanley Street, which is uh, awesome to see. Yeah, it was packed both weeks, and that, I think just the weather was enormous. Last year was a, a bit of a fiasco both weeks just because it rained so much, but this year was fantastic. I mean, if we look at the women's tournament this first week, Coco Goff coming here, she is totally amazing and <clears throat> super impressive the way that she plays, <clears throat> and she won that tournament really outside of the final it was a piece of cake for her. She was totally world-class. And one thing that's really impressive with her, I saw all of her matches, a bunch of them courtside, is she's a phenomenal athlete. She's fast around the court. And her defensive ability is second to none because she can get out to the ball quicker, defend and turn that defense into attack. And then whenever she's under pressure, she has the ability just to withstand that pressure, be totally calm and raise her game. She was absolutely outstanding and won that tournament easily for the second year in a row. Yeah, Coco Goff as a teenager winning back-to-back is seriously impressive. She is going places, that woman. But what about the story of the Chilean qualifier, Alejandro Tabolo? Is that the best story of the last two weeks or what? Yeah, absolutely. It's so real. It's so difficult to come through qualifying and win a tournament. It's difficult just to 
get through qualifying, to be honest with you. And he said that his goal, he's come off the back of a few injuries, and his goal was he was hoping to just qualify. And he rode his luck too. In the first round, he was playing up against a Croatian player, and he was down a set and a break, looking like he was going out of the tournament. The Croatian player went down with a back injury, <clears throat> and then Tabino came back and won. He then got a walkover against Cameron Norrie, who withdrew from a wrist injury in the quarterfinal. Semi-final, had an unbelievable win against Artis, which was totally unexpected. And, and that was really interesting watching that match, that semi-final. He was very defensive and played like a counter-puncher. In the final against Tara Daniel, from the very first point, the first shot, he hit a screaming forehand winner, and he was super aggressive the entire match. He kind of went out there with a the mentality of, I'm going to beat this guy, I'm going to go and win this final. He wasn't waiting to for the other guy to miss. Um, so it's a great story from the lefty. That pushes him up into the top 60 of the world. And it was a really good final. It's an interesting one because, I mean, you guys know how it is. You kind of want to see the big guns in the finals. Mm. And nobody nobody would have picked this final. But it was a fantastic match, super high quality. Davilo was the one attacking the entire time. And Taro Daniel, the Japanese player, was just trying to find a way to hang in the match the whole time. He showed lots of mental toughness, but in the end, he was just too defensive. Mate, when you look at, I guess, across the two weeks, and obviously Coco Goff will go to Melbourne this week, and, and the weeks beyond is one of the ones to, to keep an eye on. But is anyone else from the, the time in Auckland that's... Uh, you'd be thinking, geez, they could have a bit of a run at the Aussie Open moving forward? I think Coco Goff, she's the number three seed in Australia. She's got a very good chance of winning it. Um, she is just amazing. If she doesn't win it this year, she's going to win a ton of Grand Slam titles. And she's got world number one and, and kind of domination written all over, I think. Um, in terms of the men's, um, I don't think there's anybody that was here this week that stands out to me that could make a really, really deep run into the Australian Open. Not really the, you know, get that top, top level here. Cameron Norrie perhaps could go through to a, a quarterfinal, something along those lines. Uh, but I don't see anybody that has been here that would go on and win the Australian Open. Novak Djokovic, uh, of course, we saw him in action on the first day Sunday, which is very strange from uh, the Australian Open. He was pushed by a young 18-year-old, and he's already talking about if he loses the Australian Open, it's it's because of himself. He's beaten himself. What do you think about that? I, mean, I think it's a fair point, but it doesn't happen very often <laughs> from him, does it? I mean, he's going for his 11th Australian mm. Open and a 25th Grand Slam. So he basically owns that court. He's only lost a couple of matches in his entire career on the court in Australia. So maybe that's the only way that he can lose if he beats himself because it's hard to see um, anyone upsetting him. He's an absolute favourite. And, you know, there's that mental battle too. I think when people, when other players play against him, they know he's the greatest player of all time. They know that they have to play out of their skin for five hours to beat him. Um, so even though he said that, he's an overwhelming favourite. And he's a robot, right? He is. It's, the, the physicality is what is incredible. He's the best defensive player to have played the game in my mind, the way that he moves and the way that he can turn defence into attack. But he can do that for three hours, four hours, five hours in a row. And mentally, he just knows how to win and knows how to play his best tennis when it really counts. 
he really is unbelievable. Maybe not the most likable guy, but he's an incredible tennis player. When you when you look at it and uh, this show, or certainly between, well, Curse has got a gambling problem. So I'm just looking at uh, the odds for the TAB. There's literally a massive gap, and and the only one close to him on the betting is is Alcaraz. Is, is that how you would see it? When you look at the other names like Sinner and Medvedev, do you really see them, as you say, going toe to toe with with Djokovic in a in a big game, a, a late next week to actually beat him, or is it just the young Spaniard would be the only chance? I mean, I think he's the next cab off the rank for sure. I mean, he's beaten Novak Djokovic in the final Wimbledon last year. Um, yep. So he's the guy, I think, that's going to take over from Djokovic for a number of years. Is there two or three other guys that it's worth putting some money on to go deep? I think Medvedev, the Russian, he's got a huge yep. game. When he's on, he's pretty unstoppable. He also beat Novak Djokovic a couple of years ago in the US Open final. So he's done it before. Um, since the pass is always a, a good guy to watch, kind of a Federer clone. He could, you could see him in a quarterfinal or a semifinal, and maybe as a roughie, Andre Rublev, the Russian, who's uh, just all out attack. Um, but Djokovic now great for the big favourites. Now, Lee, before we let you go, how do we get a wee challenge going between SENZ and Barfoot and Thompson? Would you get back on the court against Beef? He's been talking up his serve and his <laughs> forehand last week. So maybe we just um, bring him back down to earth again. Are you up for a game? No, yeah, he's not. No, right. let's move on. What let's we, move. What, my, my, my question would be, what are we playing for? Beef? Well, he's, he's a no. bit of a better. He's actually the problem gambler over here. Uh, no, no. Kiss, uh, my, my tennis knowledge is enough to know that uh, this is a bet that I don't take. Uh, so oh, come we on, just Beef. Let... It's just a bit of fun. <laughs> well, it won't be from my side of things. Um... <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> no. No, let's just use Lee as a wonderful correspondent and we don't need to have any public humiliation of my tennis ability at the tender agent on that now. He's he's admitting defeat, Lee, which is a big (laughs) one for you already. Thank you so much for your time. Sure, you let me know the time and place and I'll be there. (laughs) Cheers, (laughs) mate. Thanks, Lee.